What is resilience? Well, in this episode of the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, Devon and I are going to answer just that. We're also going to give you six characteristics of what makes a resilient leader and provide you four tips on what you can do to develop grit and resilience in your workplace. Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Legacy leaders, welcome back to the Legacy in Leadership podcast. And this is presented to you by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. Now remember, this is a show where we teach you how to live as a leader worth following, how to lead others to do the same, and in doing so, leave a legacy for generations to come. Now, I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., and I am joined by my whole co- my co-host. <laughs> get that out right. That would be fantastic. My co-host, Devon Watts Jr. What's going on, leaders? Yes, sir. Uh, if you are new uh, or you are a loyal listener, please feel free to rate and review this podcast. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you appreciate more of the vidcast and you're watching us on YouTube, we would love for you to leave us a comment, to give us a like, and definitely uh, go ahead and hit that little alert bell as well so you are always alerted when we have new videos dropping. And don't forget to subscribe. That's probably one of the most important things to show us some love and subscribe to the channel uh, and share. You know, if you have uh, some folks that you know in the workplace or just in your family or some friends that you know would find value from this content, then please, again, go ahead and share it with them. Uh, We are excited to get back into this conversation. Uh, On the last episode, we were talking about grit and really focusing and breaking down what is grit and, and giving some uh, some kind of characteristics of, of grit itself. Uh, but today, uh, kind of in the same uh, tone, we're going to be going from grit and really start focusing on resilience and what is resilience. And then giving you six characteristics of what makes a resilient leader. And then more importantly, you know, how can you use resilience and grit in your place of business? Uh, whether you are a corporate professional, an entrepreneur, small business owner, uh, we could all benefit again from really cultivating grit and resilience in our place of business. Uh, so that's what we're going to jump into today. And uh, thank you for, for joining us and just coming along for this ride today. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, it's funny, too, when I'm thinking about like uh, grit and resilience, because uh, I was you know, sitting on this for a little minute and I'm pretty sure we probably have a couple of listeners out there that may have some similar thoughts like, well, what is are, what is the difference? Are they the same? Um, well, one, they're not. And we're going to get into breaking uh, breaking that down and, you know, um, talking about resiliency specifically on this episode. Uh, but for me, the, the way that I like to think about it, if you're just like piecing it all together, um, grit is, you know, kind of the ability to um, dig deep and then continue to throw punches. Like I think about boxing again, if you guys are new to this, 
I use a lot of sports analogies because those are that's where my mind goes, right? But um, grit. I think about like the you know boxing, the willingness to continue to throw punches when punches are being thrown back at you, right? And for me, resiliency is you know when one of those punches land and you end up on the mat, like the ability to get up off the mat, right? Like the ability to be able to get up off the mat. Um, and so, uh, I, I know in our last episode, we kind of broke down extensively, you know, what does it take in order to cultivate grit, why grit is so critically important, especially as a leader, especially as an entrepreneur, um, all the things that are currently going on, uh, in the economy, uh, people that are starting small businesses, people that are still holding on to their small business, um, you know, leaders that are starting new opportunities or helping their organization navigate just kind of this uncertainty that exists and, uh, what seems like a disconnect between uh, you know what's happening um, in the stock market versus what's happening right what's happening uh, in the in the workplace um, and so we can we broke down grid extensively so I'm really excited to get into resiliency specifically um, and then show how those two things work in tandem uh, and you know what are some key characteristics some key characteristics of a resilient leader um, that our legacy leaders can refer to when they think about cultivating resiliency um, within their own space, whether, again, it's their business or their place of employment or they're trying to cultivate it in others. Um, yeah, I think we can give you guys some key characteristics to be able to focus on and then model your behaviors after. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's talk about what is resilience, right? You know, typically resilience is defined as being able to recover uh, from even kind of the most, you know, the the most challenging life events that you may go through. Uh, and I like what you said too, because I think about, you know, having been in the, the health and fitness industry in the past, there's still a lot of gym owners and personal trainers that I'm connected to and the resiliency that, you know, those type of small business owners in that space had to, to exemplify last year in 2020, you know, when, your, your livelihood, your gym is being shut down. Uh, and obviously you understand why, depending on where you were at in the country, you know, different politicians had different um, requirements and, and mandates and things of that nature. So just watching at how they navigated, and again, the resilience that people showed and how the community really galvanized and worked together to kind of work through those situations was, was remarkable. Um, but it also, you know, it's, it's your ability to cope with that adversity. And one thing that I've learned over the last few months, really, uh, and I appreciate this about my new employer, I told you that we uh, were going through and still are actually a, a whole series, what they called Reset for Resiliency. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that really stood out to me, it kind of gave me some, you know, a, a different way of looking at it or kind of conveying what I was going through, right? And, and talking about the difference between being resilient and enduring. Mm. And for me, the enduring, I equated that to how I felt for a while in, in a few different facets of my life. And, you know, I, I've shared this with you a number of times, was just being in survival mode mm. and and realizing that you don't have to live that way. You, you don't have to, to live a life of where I'm just trying to endure and I'm going to, you know, continue to, to um to press forward and, and kind of push these things that I'm going through to the back 
and, and just keep acting like everything is okay. Um, that is not what resiliency is. Uh, resiliency is understanding the situations that you're going through, doing your best to work through those situations, and, and using skills and techniques to help you really focus on these sometimes tragic or again very challenging events that you may be going through and how do I keep a resilient attitude and mindset throughout those those different things right mm-hmm. um, so life is going to take a downturn but when you have those downturns how do we continue to, to move forward um, it's going to take strength it's going to take time it's going to take support of other people in your life so again that's what we're going to be really diving into is resiliency in itself but then really focusing on six characteristics Uh, that make up a resilient leader, or uh, again, wherever that may be. Uh, If you're in corporate America, if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, even if you're just a leader in your community or your household, again, we've all recognized the the importance and the need to have a more resilient mindset. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well said, well said. All right. So I think it's important to note that, like, resilient people, we're still going to experience um, emotional upheavals, right? There's going to be suffering. There's going to be stress. There's going to be things that we go through. Uh, And sometimes it's, again, it's common when I think about that endurance and that living in, uh, you know, in that space, yeah, survival mode where, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be mentally tough and I'm just going to work through this. Uh, And one thing that, that I really learned last year, I think a lot of us again learned that it's, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that, digesting that, feeling that, and again, working through being resilient through those situations uh, instead of just being in survival mode. And really, how do we thrive, right? How do we thrive and, and not just survive? So yes. The, real quick, the, what it makes me think about is, and I think you're, you, know, you continue to touch on this, and I think it's a really good point, um, is... For whatever reason, along the way, there's been this misconception or false narrative that those that demonstrate resiliency are able to do so because of a lack of emotional connection or um, awareness or um, just connectedness, right? Like you almost think of... um, you know, wrongly at times, like this person who is just disconnected from the situation, they can kind of, you know, grin and bear it. I, you know, I feel no pain. I know no pain. Right. And then just push through. Um, and I think as we get into the, the characteristics of, you know, truly resilient leaders, truly resilient individuals, you actually find that people who demonstrate a high level of resiliency are pretty emotionally adept and emotionally connected. Um, and in the moment, and they actually are able to draw on those emotions and draw on the connections and relationships that they've been able to build with others or the uh, meaning that they've been able to find in their work to, 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 you know, kind of fuel their resiliency, right, to fuel their resiliency. And so um, I'm loving a lot of the points that you're, you're really bringing up right now because I think it's, it's extremely spot on, you know, this notion that um, – you know, it's okay to, to not be okay. Right. And be like, you have to acknowledge that at first and be able to demonstrate some vulnerability from that perspective. 
so that you can start the road to resiliency, so that you can start to tap into that network that you have that's going to help fuel your your, your resiliency. So I'm I'm really appreciating um, some of the points that you're bringing up right now. Yeah, yeah. I think again, I think back to to where I was eight, nine months ago, ten months ago, and it's challenging, and even longer than that. You know, again, thinking back to our past experiences and how long. For me personally, I felt like we were in survival mode. And it's challenging at times when you're working with individuals who are in that endurance mindset and they just want to keep moving forward and everything is going to be okay. And it's almost like you you, you start to really look at yourself and like, is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Because I see all these other individuals and maybe they're just masking it uh, or maybe in the workplace, you know, they're they're showing one way but at home, it might be something completely different, you know, or in the back of the recesses of their mind, it's something really different than what they may be, they may be showing. And that was, again, that was something that, that I had to, to really learn and, and accept in myself is that, you know, the way that, I, that I'm feeling, it's okay. And started what some of the characteristics that we're gonna talk about, really started to, to take a look at the thoughts that I was having why I was having those thoughts and those thoughts mm. then creating the feelings, you know, that, mm. that I was having um, and really doing, you know, some, to a certain extent in some circumstances, you know, some soul searching mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting to a place where I felt better and I felt more confident about myself and realizing that there were avenues that I can go down to mentally um, and emotionally, you know, help me to, to get into a better space. Uh, and of course, man, you know, our relationship and a lot of the conversations that we had and some other close, you know, friends that I have as well, just were tremendous. And we'll talk about that coming up as far as one of the six characteristics is, you know, making sure that you have a network and you mm-hmm. have people that you can, you can speak to that are really going to be able to, to help build you up during those times. So an obvious, you know, situation where we talked about grit and then in this episode resilience, where that's going to come into to play is, you know, your, your place of business uh, most of us spend more time in that space, even if that space is in our home, uh, in a home office. Uh, you're still spending, you know, more of our time in that space than we may even spend with our own family. So there's a spot where we need to to show resiliency and grit. Definitely, again, the place of business is where we want to be able to do that. Um, and sometimes, like we may have wondered, like you see somebody, you're like, how are they so successful? Like we're we're in the same similar situation and I might be struggling, but I see this person succeeding in their work, succeeding in the goals that they have set for themselves from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, uh, and really trying to, to dig into that, you know, and um, whether that's in the workplace or, you know, just other friends or people that you may know. And, and really trying to dive into that and understand where is that success coming from? Because it's mm-hmm. not about intelligence. Mm-hmm. You, you might think that uh, it's not about, you know, God given talents, because uh, a lot of us have talents. A lot of us uh, have you know, a tremendous amount of, of high IQ and intelligence. Um, you may even think that, you know, it's it's the willingness of that person to to just work harder and put more time in and things of that nature. Uh, but when you really think about it, it really has nothing to do with those things. It has to do with their ability to be resilient and continue 
like we talked about last week, to to focus and and work through these challenging situations, but not just in the short term, but in the long term, mm -hmm. which is why I feel very confident in us having this conversation uh, for this old fact, again, that, you know, we experience a very unique situation for about three years mm -hmm. where grit and resiliency had to be something that we personally had to learn to develop, how to cultivate that in our team, uh, and even encourage and kind of teach each other, even if that's just through observation, again, how to really build up that, uh, that, that resilience in, in ourselves. Um, so when we think about, again, that type of success that we see, um, you know, within individuals, it's not just the, the ability to cope, uh, like we were mentioning earlier, but it's really that ability to thrive in the face of that stress and that adversity that, you know, we're all, if you haven't been through, you know, we're all eventually going to go through at some particular point. Um, so you're going you're gonna to have those situations, you're going to encounter kind of the inevitable challenges. And as you encounter those in the workplace, it's important for us to be resilient and to be able to bounce back from those type of things. So the question is like, how can you become more resilient at work, right? Or in your mm -hmm. workplace um, as a business owner, you know, maybe you have, again, a gym or you have your own shop, uh, or maybe, you know, you're, you're working from home, but you have a team of people that you're connected with and how do you teach them how to, again, really develop? But that's the other question is, can resiliency be taught mm -hmm. and can resiliency be developed? Mm -hmm. um, I, we believe that, yes, it can. You know, it's important Absolutely. to be aware that this is it's actually a skill and it's a skill that you can develop and work on and improve upon and practice and get better at as time progresses. Uh, so we're going to jump in again to the six characteristics of a resilient leader, starting with the first one. And that's a, a resilient leader can and does build strong relationships and connections with other people. So I will say um, I love the fact that you brought up the, you know, our prior experience of you know being in that survival mode. Um, I can honestly say it would not have been possible had it not been for this very first characteristic. Like I think about some of the relationships that we were able to forge. Um, I was able to forge with um, the leadership team, um, you know, meaningful relationships that I still carry with me today, even though we don't work in the same space, right? Like being able to lean on those individuals, being transparent, um, being transparent about our feelings about the circumstances, right? It's not that, um, Right. It's not that we allowed the circumstances to dictate our effort. Like we kind of talked about that, you know, with grit um, and with um, our, you know, dissecting the Mamba mentality. We definitely didn't let the circumstances dictate dictate our effort. But we also didn't walk around naive or oblivious or trying to pretend like the picture was much rosier than what it was. Right. Because I almost think that there's there is there is danger in the delusion there's danger in the delusion that the situation is dire, right? Um, you guys can tell by all the alliteration. I've done some writing, <laughs> right? But there's there's danger in the delusion that the situation is dire. Like you, we have we have to call a spade a spade. Like, and that's one of the things that I found was really helpful with the team that I had. Um, and we got dogs going all off uh, on this episode. They they we really do. they really got something to say about resilience. Uh, it's all good, um, but uh, 
you know, it, it was just important to be transparent with my team, with the team about the stakes, about, yeah, this is challenging. Like, yeah, this this portion sucks. Yeah, we are in survival mode. Um, yeah, this does frustrate me. Like, I think when you are able to to be vulnerable, right, be vulnerable, to be transparent, to acknowledge the circumstances, but then to also say, you know, how can we lean on each other? How can we leverage each other? How can we uh, overcome this together? That's where you start to build some of those meaningful relationships, those strong bonds, those strong connections that are uh, that are necessary for resilience. Right. Um, I think about what it takes sometimes to get off that mat. All right. Going back to the boxing analogy and uh, it comes back to, uh, you know, either understanding your why and being strongly motivated by your why or being strongly motivated by your who, as in like who is in your corner. Right. Um, and I just think about, you know, the, the the multitude of times where I've been putting in those hours, I've been putting in that time, uh, you know, it's seven, eight o'clock at night. Right. Um, but I know that the person that is depending on me to come to complete this, I truly care for. Right. Whether, you know, it be, you know, it be somebody like a Richard, be somebody like yourself, be somebody like Alan, be somebody like Shayla, be, you know, mm-hmm. be somebody like Melissa, be somebody the like, like, like the on. list goes on of all of these individuals that we've just been um, fortunate enough to forge those type of relationships with. But it's them. It's not honestly, it's not. Um, as messed up as this may may sound transparently, it's not the impact to the customer. That, you know what I mean? That I'm that I'm pulling from this is man. I really got to power through this because you know the next million customers that get this experience is going to be transformational for them. Um, it's not about the shareholders. It's not about the CEO. If I don't know the CEO personally, I wasn't motivated to make sure I take care of uh, you know um, the guy that's funding and financing the in the entire organization. Like it wasn't them. It was. The individuals in my direct sphere, the individuals within those four walls, the individuals that I've broken bread with, the individuals that I've that I've shared tears with, that I've expressed anger with, that um, I've talked about my personal life with, like the individuals that showed up to to, um, you know, uh, my baby shower. Right. My baby shower and the individuals that called me when we were in the hospital on the day that my son was delivered. It's those individuals that I pull from. That gives me the strength, the resiliency that gave me the strength and resiliency to be able to get up off the mat and to demonstrate resiliency in those situations. And knowing that if I needed them and I needed to call on them, our relationship was so strong that they would have my back and vice versa. Right? Um, and so uh, I think this is an extremely important characteristic about building strong relationships and connections, because it goes back to what I was sharing, that delusion that um the most resilient person in the room is a person who is the the most emotionally detached. It's impossible. You cannot be emotionally detached and then create meaningful relationships. It just doesn't work. Whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in your personal life, you cannot be emotionally devoid of connection and then expect to be able to be resilient and pull from that connection. Um, you have to have to make sure that you build strong relationships. Yeah. Obviously, I agree a thousand percent. You know, basically the things that you broke down, it just it has me thinking about communication. And there has to be strong communication between those individuals to be able to build that type of trust that makes it easier, you know, to allow for that that vulnerability. Uh, again, you know, the list of individuals that you mentioned, I, I just have, you know, thoughts and memories 
of challenging situations and knowing that I can go into this person's office and close the door and express something and there's going to be understanding, there's going to be support uh, or, you know, just, again, encouraging each other through through tough times. Um, even 10 months ago, nine months ago, you know, through certain situations, I remember having conversations with Richard and, you know, again, I think part of that too is having each other's back and kind of being, you know, cheerleaders for each other, but also, you know, I celebrate when my brother celebrates, but I also mourn when my brother mourns, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And knowing that you have people on your team that are going to be there for you because there is also that emotional connection, you know, that mm -hmm. relationship. So it's just, it's, it's highly important, you know, that the relationships that we have are so important and knowing that you're, like you mentioned, like, I'm not, I'm not doing these things for me. Like I care about the people that I work with, the people that work for me, and I'm going to do everything that I can to to help them be successful and, and if we do those things like we know the the, the customer the end product it's going to be taken care of uh, but my, my my first you know thought is how can i make sure that my co-worker my employee uh this teammate of mine is taken care of and i'm helping them to be successful and everything else definitely takes takes care of itself um, and it ends up, you know, truly being a win-win for uh, for yourself and stakeholders, for the CEO, because everybody's happy, people making money, and it's all good. Yep. Uh, but those those relationships are so important. So characteristic number one is make sure that you build strong relationships and have connections. Um, and again, you know, I, I appreciate you as well and a number of other people uh, for just being a support through a, a lot of, of <laughs> different moments uh, in my life personally. So. Um, on top of that, though, I think it's also important that you know, a, another characteristic of a leader who has strong resiliency and is developing that, has developed that, and is showing that is the ability to, to nurture the working environment that they've forged. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about these connections, but that, again, that takes time you know, to, to, to build those connections, but then to continue to nurture and foster you know, the positive mindset and positive attitude within those relationships. And especially the, the longer you work with folks, none of us are perfect. Like we're, we all make mistakes. There might be times where we kind of you know, piss each other off and we just, we irk each other in, in certain ways, you know, but you learn to, to work through those times and those situations. And, and in all of that, you really get, you nurture those relationships that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head about, um, being intentional uh, about those relationships and um, yeah, uh, you know, like you said, there's plenty of moments where I'm confident um, that list of people and many more. I think about um, you know Maite and uh, Aaron and just kind of the mm -hmm. list of these folks that at one point or another I've probably pissed off or annoyed, <laughs> right? I pissed off or annoyed, um, but um, because. Uh, you know, because of our genuine connection, right? One, I was I was given grace, uh, maybe in situations where if they didn't, we didn't have that relationship, they wouldn't have extended that grace. And more importantly, I cared so much about the relationship, about the relationship and nurturing the relationship that I sought to make sure that whatever rift there, there existed or whatever misunderstanding was always mended, right? And that we had an opportunity to be able to talk through those things. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's critically important. It's not one of those situations where you, you said it and forget it. It's not some you know situation where you just, um, you know, disconnect. Um, it's funny too, cause 
for this one specifically, like I this this past weekend we spent watching um, a couple of different things, but we ended up watching the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Um, which is really, really good. It's two parts talking about his life um, and one talking about his um, mental wherewithal, his mental discipline um, and his resiliency in certain situations on, on the golf course. Um, but the area where he struggled was in his relationships, um, obviously with his wife, but um, even outside of his wife with friends and, you know, other individuals that, you know, um, were under the impression that they had a more meaningful relationship with him than they really did. And he inevitably found himself in a situation where because he had not properly nurtured those relationships and, you know, forged some real strong connections on his end, he found himself with nobody to pull from, no network, nobody to pull from to help him be resilient in the times where he needed to be resilient, where he really needed resiliency, like, and not on the golf course, right? I'm thinking about, um, you know, when he got arrested for, um, you know, uh, driving under the influence and those situations, like, he had nobody. And despite the fact that, you know, there were individuals in his life at one point that really thought that they knew the the real man, they had a genuine relationship, but he just shown time and time again in certain situations, no desire to build a strong relationship, a genuinely strong relationship, and definitely no desire to nurture that that working network, that, that relationship that was forged, and it ended up um, costing him, right? Um, and uh, through that experience, he learned um, and, you know, he made some changes for sure. I don't want to give any spoilers um, from the doc, but that's exactly what I think about in this situation. When you're talking about nurturing that network, um, if you don't if you don't nurture it, it's not going to be genuine. It's not going to be authentic. And then when you need them, when you really need them, they're not going to be there. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, just with with technology kind of social media, the internet. And, and I would say even from, you know, within the, the work perspective, like we're always connected, you know what I mean? So when I think about the different apps, I might not literally be at work whether I'm still, you know, have my email or emails are coming through my phone or we have apps where we're still communicating. Like you're just always connected and that constant presence of the things that we have going on in our lives and our work lives are always, they're just always going to be there. Um, so it's, it's important, like you were saying, to make sure that you have those strong connections. And we'll get into this in another one of the characteristics is, you know, really being true to yourself. And I don't know that, you know, in the example that you just gave of Tiger, if he was really being true to himself to where he can be truthful and vulnerable to other people to really, you know, again, foster and nurture those relationships. Um, but when you think about a, a resilient leader, this is the type of individual that can manage the stress in those situations. And again, if not, they've been able to cultivate those relationships and be able to, to lean on other people and pull from other sources when I'm not able to, you know, to, to bring it out myself. Uh, so very important. And just, you know, they, they also engage in, in kind of that self care, right? So mm -hmm. I'm nurturing their relationships, but I'm also taking time to nurture myself and to mm -hmm. make sure that mentally, emotionally, we know that if you've, if you've heard our episodes in season uh, one, we are big on sharpening the saw. A resilient individual definitely focuses on sharpening the saw uh, and making sure that spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, 
that they're at a good place to cultivate relationships because when you're cultivating you're you're giving you're taking care of people right you're doing things well i can't you know the saying is right i can't i can't feed somebody else from an empty place when i'm taking care of myself i can feed others i can take care of others uh, and that in doing so again i'm cultivating those relationships yep so so far we've broken down you know kind of the the first two right and that's building strong connections and relationships and then you know your ability to nurture those relationships and even make sure that you're, you're nurturing and, and having that self-care for yourself so the third characteristic that we wanted to get into and i just alluded to this is that a resilient individual a resilient leader they are true to their real selves they they know who they are they know their faults uh they know their triggers, they know what affects them, what doesn't affect them, but they have a, a pretty keen awareness of who they are. Um, they behave in ways that align to their beliefs and values. Mm. And, mm. you know, I was, I told you I was in a, a Bible study for the good portion of 2020 with some young men. And that was one of the first things that we talked about. And I kept encouraging them. And I, I definitely encourage our legacy leaders out there. If you haven't really sat down and, and written down and thought about or typed them on your computer, your phone, whatever, but really had just take note of what are my values? What are the things that I truly value? What are the things that I believe in? And then making sure that your actions align with those beliefs and with those values. But again, some a leader who is resilient, they're true to that. They know those mm -hmm. things and they stay true to that no matter what. And they, they do their best because we're not perfect, but they do their best to not deviate from that. Yeah, what I think is important about that is if a leader is true to themselves, and I think you called this out, right, and you're, you're aware of your faults, your triggers, your opportunities, then you know when a situation is kind of out of your depth or out of your skill set, your toolbox, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that you need to tap somebody else in or leverage other individuals in order to lead through this situation like leadership takes so many forms and it doesn't mean that you have to be the one in the front of the line and and honestly well if you're doing it right very seldomly are you the person that's in the front of the line right you're in the back yep right exactly so uh to be able to say well look you know in order to put the the people i care about in the best position possible to get through whatever this challenging situation is I know I need to, and this is outside of my depth, I know I need to tap in other individuals so that they can help lead us through this. And that is leadership in itself, right? That is that is the epitome of leadership in itself, right? Knowing that somebody else is better equipped in this situation, their skill set, their makeup, their toolbox, whatever, to help get through whatever the current challenging situation is and being comfortable enough to acquiesce Right. Acquiesce the, the ownership in that situation because, you know, it's for the greater good of the other individuals that are around you. Um, the other thing I would say on this one, too, is, you know, and it definitely supports the first two points or the first two characteristics, because you can't build strong relationships and you can't nurture them. And if you're not authentic, like you just like authenticity is just so key. I know that that's a buzzword. That's a trigger word, um, you know, that people are throwing around a lot um, because it's. Um, trendy and it's sought after, but um, despite how much notoriety that word gets, believe it or not, it is still a rarity. It is still a rarity today. Um, and so, uh, you know, people, you know, being able to truly be authentic, to truly be authentically you, right, um, and every facet of you, um, 
uh, and sharing that with the individuals that that you lead, that are around you, that you that you lean on, that you you're building this this relationship with, um, it's critical to being able to nurture, nurture and to cultivate. I would I would go out on a limb and say that the individuals that I've had the opportunity to work with across you know my years of you know um, leadership experience. Um, I think that they all they all would give me strong marks in that authenticity um, box um, because I like again I am me right I am me um, in every facet of that all the different layers and complexities from you know listening to the music that I listen to when I'm working to talking about the shows that I like to talk about to cracking the jokes to the corniness to uh, always got something, you know, kind of, you know, funny and slick to say when I'm, when I'm communicating things like that's just me. I don't I don't turn that off. Right. Um, and I think because of that, um, that has that was the most critical component to nurturing the relationships. that I've been so blessed to be able to nurture and to still be able to tap into and pull from um, and, you know, um, engage with um, is, again, you know, um, a full commitment to being authentically me. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, another characteristic of a resilient leader is just somebody who stays true to their beliefs and their values. And, and essentially in doing so, they're able to really pull out that grit and continue to, to strive to meet the challenges, the goals that they have, regardless of, of what obstacles you know they may be faced with. Um, so stay true to yourself, legacy leaders. And again, I encourage you, if you haven't really sat down and focused and really think, talk, but just really analyze what are my values and then make sure, again, that the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, things that you think are in alignment with those values that you have. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this one as we get into the, the fourth characteristic, you know, a really gritty, resilient leader is someone who perceives their work as meaningful, you know, and if there's some mundane task, you know, they find ways to find meaning in what they do to allow them, again, to be able to, to get through those times and get through challenging times. And remember that it's not about the short term, like this is not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? So there's there's these things that I might not always necessarily find fun, but there are things that I have to do. So that resiliency allows me to find meaning in those those different tasks. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I said, right, um, sometimes the, the motivation you have to tap into to get off the mat when you, re- you, know, you receive a pretty big punch is um, that bigger why. And I think this speaks back to that, that bigger why. Um, if you understand your why, you're able to find that thread that connects to your why. And even, like you said, the most rudimentary or mundane of task, um, you know, you, you understand your purpose, you understand the impact and how it aligns to that why, that purpose, that impact. Um, and you can pull from that to get through what my my other words, uh, other words not be seen as the, the sexiest of, of tasks um, to accomplish. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent, man. Yeah, I think, you know, what, some, what you just mentioned, too, is just realizing realizing the impact, you know, that you really do have on other people's lives. And it may seem like a mundane task, but you accomplishing and completing that task might be a smaller part of a bigger project or a bigger initiative that you're working on. And those smaller tasks helping to accomplish that bigger goal, 
again, is going to have some meaningful impact on the people that you work with. Um, so it's always important, again, to kind of find that meaning in those situations. And, and honestly, when you do that, it, it allows you and it helps you to cope with stress more successfully because you always, you, you know that there's always going to be some type of valuable outcome, regardless of how big or small, there's always going to be some valuable outcome in the work that you're doing. Yep. Um, so again, perceive their work as meaningful, have that positive mindset, and it'll help you work through some of that stress. Even with a resilient mindset though, right? Uh, we're going to experience stress in our workplace. If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, um, it's it is a stressful life, you know. When when you, especially if you're a solopreneur and, and you are, mm. you know, looking to you're working for yourself, and you know that if I'm not building connections, if I'm not you know getting customers in, if I'm not keeping customers and keeping relationships going, that has a financial impact, right, to your livelihood and and how you take care of yourself and your family. Um, but I, I really like this next one because even in those those tough situations that we experience. A resilient leader, one of the strongest characteristics is that they are able to monitor their thought patterns when they're under stress. Not just when things are going really, really well, but when I'm under stress, what are the things that I'm thinking about? They're able to identify the patterns that really impede their ability to be successful. So really thinking about those things, working through those things, pinpointing, again, what are those thoughts as we've said multiple times, those thoughts then cause feelings and those feelings more times than not start having us doing things that we don't want to do uh, or, you know, really blocking us and kind of stopping us from moving forward in a positive direction because we're feeling bad, we're feeling negative, we're feeling angry, we're feeling frustrated, whatever that may be, that feeling, it all originated from that thought. Um, so yeah, so monitoring those patterns under stress and really pinpointing and then how can I change those thoughts, uh, which will then change my feelings so I can keep a more positive attitude and again, not just survive, but thrive as I'm going through challenges and obstacles to achieve the goals that I'm trying to achieve, not just for myself, but for the team as well. Yeah, that's why I think, um, you know, the point that I brought up about the misconception when it comes to resiliency and it being emotionally detached is so important, right? Because I think in order to be able to monitor these thought patterns, in order to be present and in the moment, you have to be in tune to your emotions. Like you have to be in tune to the fact that currently I am stressed. Currently I am under duress. Currently, right, I am feeling angst. I'm feeling frustration. I'm feeling anger. Right. And then to have the self-awareness, the wherewithal to take a step back and say, OK, well, why? Like what thoughts are feeding this? Like and then to dissect that and then take steps to improve, right, to improve or address these things that are all otherwise limiting your success or your, your ability to be successful. So um, I think that's that's spot on. Right. That that self-awareness, that being able to take a step back. And I would even say, um, you know, even though we didn't touch on this specifically, but I think it definitely ties into some of the other points too around the network that you build, because to be able to have a network uh, built on um, strong relationships that have been nurtured um, by you being authentically you, that gives you a team that can have those honest conversations with you when you're under duress to bring to your attention, like, when you're not operating at yourself, right? And, you know, people, um, 
you know, people should feel comfortable enough. Hopefully you've built a team that's comfortable enough to be able to bring that to your attention and you know, redirect you a little bit or, or call you out like, hey, man, you're not, you're not as organized as you like you usually are, you know, in this situation, right? Like, is everything all right? What do you need help, help with? Like, it's those type of conversations sometimes that can be illuminating and allow you to say, oh, yeah, you know what, let me take a step back and analyze it. So, again, if you don't have necessarily the capabilities right now of that level of self-awareness, trust the network that you've been building and nurturing and being authentically you to give you feedback when you're in those situations of duress. Um, because, it, uh, you know, my, my goal, my, my desire would be, my expectation would be that they tell you the real about where you're coming up short so that you can learn from that. Yeah. I was, I was thinking like, you know, you, you need your folks that, that can just tell you about yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, and really, uh, you know, tell you about those blind spots the other thing I would just add is you have to be open. You, know, you have to be mm -hmm. open to that feedback. And it might it might not always feel good to hear the feedback, but realize, uh, hopefully, again, if we're talking about a network, a group of people that you have built these relationships, strong relationships, cultivated their trust, knowing that they're coming you know, from a good place when they're providing that feedback. Mm -hmm. That's honestly, I take that as a sign or indicator of um, I've successfully built a strong relationship, right? Like. Um, I don't have plenty of people that have reported up through me that um, have been able to tell me about myself and bring things to my attention. Right. Um, and it was just validation to me, like uh, in that moment, like, OK, man, like that person really has my best interest at heart. Like I've really been able to nurture a strong relationship with them because there's no other incentive for them to tell me this outside of wanting to me be wanting me to be successful and being the best version of me. Right. Um, and the folks that I hold very near and dear to my heart and my family and uh, still check on to this day and still have interactions with this to this day are the individuals who have at one point or another told me something about myself in a situation um, that um, I needed to hear in order to become a better leader in that in that moment. So, yeah, absolutely. So the the last characteristic that uh, we're going to going to break down for you guys as far as. You know, characteristics that really resilient leaders exemplify is that they're adaptive and they're flexible. You know, so one topic you know, from a leadership perspective that you're going to hear a lot about is change management and how do you deal with change? Well, a resilient leader is ready. They're ready. They're willing to to cope with that change uh, in the environment, in the workplace, in their again their place of business, wherever that may be. Um, and they're flexible in doing so because, um, again, we know that nothing's ever going to stay the same. You know, there's in every business, regardless of what that is for you, there's always those business cycles. There's always the ebbs and flows. And you have to be, again, willing and ready to to deal with that change whenever it comes and to help your team and the people that, that you work mm -hmm. with. Right. So we're talking about cultivating resiliency in the workplace as well is helping them to, to deal with change cultivating those relationships, you get to know people's personalities, you get a better understanding of, of how they deal with change, positive or negatively. And when you know that things are happening, most of the time, good leaders, you kind of see, you know, you see things coming maybe before everybody else. Um, you, again, because you know them so well, and you've put that time in building that relationship, you're able to, to speak to them as a group, and maybe even individually in ways that help them see the reason for the change, see the necessity for the change, um, buy into the change. And even if they're not still have, because that relationship is so strong, trust in you 
that maybe I don't see it yet, but I trust you and because you're positive about the change and you know that we're going to move forward in this direction that I'm going to, I'm going to trust in that. Um, so it's always important to get just to be adaptive and flexible, to be a truly resilient leader uh, in your workspace. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we say like being adaptive and flexible, like we don't mean just like blind faith in the change, right? We're talking about a, like a concerted commitment to help, like helping the change be successful, understanding the change, understanding the motivation behind the change, and then committing fully, like just debating openly, definitely debating openly, but then committing fully committing fully to implementing the change um, in order in order to lead it and to see it through right um, because I, I definitely don't want you know uh, our our leaders you know whether you're an entrepreneur or a new budding leader to walk away thinking that when you are confronted with a change that may not make sense to you that you just gotta say oh, okay well we're gonna go do it right you should truly try and understand the the, the why behind the change right um, the motivation behind the change so that you can be bought into the change to implement the change, right? To implement the change and be open to implementing the change. Um, and it's funny because you also talked about, you brought up the fact that like, um, you know, being um, resilient uh, is not a, is not something that you're, that you're born with, right? You're, you're not born with that. Like it's a skill that you can develop and I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, actually I would go a step further to say the lack of resiliency like having a lack of resiliency, having a lack of flexibility is actually a learned, a learned behavior. Um, it's actually a learned behavior um, because I even, you know, you see it exemplified even in the youngest of, of kids. Like I'm thinking about like as you're talking about being adaptive and flexible um, and resilient, like Linux immediately comes to mind because as much redirection as this boy will take but if he's on to something like if he wants to be curious if he wants to climb on something if he wants to get to a location even if you're in the way even if you're blocking like he's going to get up and he's going to try another route and he's going to you know fall down get up and he's going to try another route like he's not going to stop right um and i know that encouraging that level of curiosity that level of um you know, flexibility and resiliency and pursuing what you what you what you're trying to get after is critical because I think too often people um, have those those instincts squashed or quelled by other individuals who haven't who have zero desire, um, you know, zero desire to to see you um, you know persevere or overcome or. Um, be curious because they feel personally challenged. They may feel personally challenged, right? And so I think that's important for uh, our listeners to understand is that a lot of these things that we're talking about, if they seem out of reach, understand that, to your point, you already possess some of those innate characteristics or abilities. We just have to continue to nurture them. And the characteristics that we've outlined for you are critical um, to being able to help nurture um, some of those instincts that you may already have, right? That you may have already, that you not may have, that you definitely already have, right? And that may have just been, you know, kind of quashed for whatever reason. Um, and so I think that's that's really really important. Um, is um, again being adaptive, being flexible, being resilient, embracing that, nurturing it, encouraging it in others, um, and then embracing it yourself. Yep, absolutely. So our legacy leaders out there, you may be asking yourself, so how can I develop more resilience and grit within my workplace? Again, whether that's at home, 
and you need a strong level of resiliency because you have kids that are in the house with you, homeschooling, you have pets in the background, and you're, you're dealing with the challenges of the actual work life itself. Uh, again, if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, how do you do those things? So we have a bonus four tips for you. We're going to break down these tips pretty quickly. We just gave you six characteristics of a resilient leader. We're going to give you four quick tips. The first one is to take a positive stance. You know, this allows you to be more adaptive, uh, effectively more adaptive, and, and as you're going through this adversity, um, it, really, it really gives you more control over your environment and, and what you're going through. There's going to be situations where you may see people saying things that are negative uh, or, again, they're just not coming from a positive place. It actually came up really quick in the, the community conversations that we were having at the workplace, uh, which was really great, just talking about things going on within our country and, and not politics per se, uh, but just creating a form where people can talk. And somebody mentioned a situation where somebody said something that was kind of borderline and it, they felt a particular way about it, but they didn't feel confident or were looking for somebody else to kind of step in and say something. And sometimes you just have to take a positive stance and realize that we're all leaders in our own right, regardless of a title or a position. But taking that positive stance is hugely important. Uh, the second tip that we have for you is having emotional insight. So, you know, when you have that emotional insight or that emotional awareness, you can become more aware of the emotions that you're experiencing. And again, whether those emotions are positive or negative. Um, and then you can really start to, to consider the impact of your behavior, again, based on those emotions, those feelings that you're having, and then how you're, you know, how that really causes you to react to other people that, again, that you're working with, that you're around uh, on a consistent basis. Yep. So the uh, third tip that we have for you is develop balance, right? Developing balance. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, the importance of sharpening your saw. Like sharpening your saw comes down to balance. It comes down to being the best version of you. You can't, again, you can't feed anybody from an empty plate. Um, you've heard all the analogies, put your oxygen mask on, all that, you know, first, all of those things. Well, those things continue to manifest themselves because they're true, right? You know, being 100% on point is critically important to resiliency. So you have to find the balance. You have to uh, exercise balance um, in order to be the best version of you. Um, and then the fourth tip, the last tip that we have for you on being able to develop more resiliency in your place of business or your personal life or your business, the whole nine, is becoming reflective. Right? We talked about self-awareness. We talked about knowing your triggers. Um, if you've uh, listened to a litany of um, some of the podcast episodes we've done over season one and season two, we even talked about the importance and the power of meditation, right? the importance and power of meditation. Right? It comes down to being reflective, being able to digest your actions, being able to re reflect on your actions, your words, um, your motivations, uh, and learn from those things. Where, you know, what did you do effectively? What, what held true to your values? What held true to your to your why and your mission? And where did you fall short? And then being able to identify the, the behaviors that influence that so that you can overcome them in the future. Yes, sir. So uh, legacy leaders, there you have it, right? We, we started off by breaking down for you kind of what is resilience and pinpointing that we're not talking about 
endurance. There's a difference between resiliency and endurance. Uh, and again, living in survival mode as opposed to thriving. We want you to thrive and really develop the skills that you need to, again, to be a resilient leader, a resilient individual uh, in whatever that space is that you're in, and just in life in general. And it's it's vital, right, to, to have that resiliency because it gives you strength that you need to process hardship that we go through and, and be, to be able to overcome those different situations. Um, you'll notice that if you lack resiliency, you'll be overwhelmed too easily, you know, things are going to are going to get you into a spot where you're not healthy, you're not comfortable mentally, emotionally. Um, and you can be tempted to start adopting unhealthy habits and, and coping mechanisms to help you through that that are not going to be good for you. Right. Uh, and a number of things, you know, I'll let you use your imagination on, again, different coping mechanisms that we can use. We don't truly learn how to build that resiliency. So please take heed to the six, you know, six characteristics that we just really broke down for you as far as what it means to, you know, to be a leader that is truly resilient. Build those strong relationships. Uh, make sure that you're nurturing those relationships as well. Uh, be true to yourself. You know, make sure that you have a good understanding of your beliefs and your values and that your actions are aligned with those values. Um, you perceive a positive meaning and you find the positive meaning in your work and everything that you do. You may not always like it, but you know that there's there's value and positive value to what you're doing and the impact that you're having long term. And then one that I really liked is again that the resilient leaders really analyze and identify those patterns, uh, especially when they're under stress, those thoughts that come up and how they react under stress because of those thoughts and how they feel because of those thoughts, and then are able to pinpoint and then remove, mm -hmm. you know, remove that way of thinking uh, so that you feel better. We're all going to go through stress, but it's how do I handle that stress and how do I work through that stress that really separates us and allows us to be a truly resilient individual. Um, and then again, being adaptive and being flexible in these situations, knowing that change is going to come and how do I not be so staunch in what I think and where I, I, I feel we should be heading or what we should be doing, that I'm able to adapt to different situations and be flexible. And in doing so, again, it just relieves stress and allows me to be more resilient. Uh, and then again, just the four tips that we just gave, and I take a positive stance, have emotional awareness or insight, develop that balance, and then become reflective. Know your triggers, know what sets you off and what doesn't, and be able to learn how to, to deal more effectively in those situations. Um, so we appreciate, as always, our legacy leaders sticking with us. If you haven't realized, you know, off of the heels uh, of episode 27, where we were talking about uh, Kobe Bryant and our Mentor by Adversity, the first installment of our Mentor by Adversity series, that really kind of launched us into these, these few episodes where we're talking about what is grit, how do you cultivate grit in the workplace, and then resilience, right? Grit and resiliency are important for a leader. Uh, and then what are some characteristics of a resilient individual? As we get into next week's episode, we're going to be breaking down about 10 different ways resilience can turn you into a phenomenal leader. So we just gave you six characteristics, but how does being truly resistant, uh, resi resilient, excuse me, really make you into a phenomenal leader? So you're not going to want to miss that uh, as well. Uh, so as always, you know, definitely we 
our legacy leaders. We appreciate you guys sticking with us and listening and, and watching. Again, if you're listening uh, and you're one of our loyal listeners or if you're just tuning in for the first time, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave a comment for us. Leave a review uh, and make sure that you like the episode. Uh, if you're one of our, our vidcasts, one of our watchers uh, on the YouTube channel, again, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Uh, we sincerely appreciate that as well. And leave some comments. We always, again, truly, truly love when uh, our, our team, our community out there is engaging with us, leaving comments, asking questions. You can always do that in the comment section. Make sure that you hit that alert bell as well uh, so that you are always aware of new videos, not just the actual podcast episodes. But we have clips coming out for you. Uh, we have micro learning pieces of content on different topics. We have our cold brewing convos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going live every Wednesday. So if you haven't connected with us and you want to have more conversations and, and more interaction, not just with us, but again, with this core group of legacy leaders, you can do so by meeting us on our Facebook group, Legacy Leader Community. Uh, we go live every Wednesday at eight o'clock uh, and really break down different topics uh, and what we call our, our cold group and convos uh, with the L3G coaching. So you don't want to miss that as well. So Facebook Legacy in Leadership Podcast, YouTube Legacy in Leadership Podcast, LinkedIn. You can also connect us with us. We have about 300 or so plus folks in that community and that platform as well that rock with the L3G group. Uh, all of those platforms, again, you can find us at Legacy in Leadership Podcast. Uh, you can follow Devon at Leadership Docent on Instagram. You can also follow myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr. on Instagram. Or follow the whole combination of the Legacy and Leadership podcast at uh, Legacy Leadership. And you can also follow us on Twitter at the same handle. We're there, too. Um, so, again, we, we definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, it is always, always just, uh, just a good opportunity to, to be able to share some knowledge and some mm-hmm. thoughts and some experiences, you know, that we've been through. Um, last one I would say is, you know, show some love. Share. Share this episode uh, again, whether it's a podcast or the YouTube channel, you know, share the episode with somebody who you know is going to be able to benefit and get value from this conversation. Maybe you know that they haven't been showing that they're a real resilient individual and learning more about these six characteristics and the four tips that we just outlined would help them. Uh, so go ahead and do that. I'm sure that, uh, again, they will, they will find some benefit from that. Um, so as always, my friend, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, Legacy leaders, we thank you guys again for rocking with us. Until next time, God bless. Stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.